Hey everyone, my name's Kieran and welcome back to the One Upcast. So this is our second week back at it and I'm here once again with Mr. Daniel Ferry. Back at it once again. Back at it once again. We're always back at it these days now. We're definitely going to stay back at it. So yeah, we're 2-0. 2-0, uh, oh. oh, that's it. Um, the uh, It seemed that... Uh, the, the response to last week's podcast was nice. A lot of the same people have been clearly clearly waiting on the big comeback. They've been waiting for so long for the, the, for the, the big comeback. It was actually, you know what? I remember when we did the podcast before and uh, people reached out before and it was like, oh, it was very humbling and everything. And you know what? It never gets old. I mean, the people who reached out and commented and gave feedback, good and bad, it's honestly so, 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 so much appreciated. Uh, I love doing this. I could do a podcast every day. I could talk for Ireland, and hmm. uh, I just, I just appreciate all feedback, questions. Just keep it coming, folks. Thank you very much. Yep. And as I say now, we are now two and zero, so we're going to maintain this each and every Friday into your eardrums. That's it. So let's get stuck in, Kieran. I have breaking news. Breaking big breaking news. Oh my goodness! Breaking What's this breaking news? news? Um. So before anyone goes on, they pre-scripted this. We haven't. We literally. I've only just jumped on two minutes ago and I have not talked about anything to anything about nope. to Kieran. So breaking news for all you gamers out there, <gasps> Gamescom is now live, live to the masses. It launched yesterday, Gamescom in Germany. They do a game, like a free day game event. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll not talk about yesterday's game event. Uh, it was horrible. Uh, Xbox had a event and let's just say, uh, sometimes the internet is a nasty place because it hypes things up and your mind goes crazy. So Xbox had an event and you're like, oh, what are they going to do? What are they so going to do, brawler? It's going to be so good. But they literally give it a platform for games that don't get too much exposure, like Age of Empires and Crusader Knights. And, you know, they showed a two-minute trailer and then they talked about it for 20 minutes. So I'm sure mm. somebody out there has a tear trickling down their face right now saying, I love Crusader Knights, man. What are you talking about? I've been waiting for Crusader Knights to come back for years. What are you talking about? This is the greatest game. It was like me when oh, the witness got announced as the only person cheering. Jonathan Blow came on stage. It was just me. Yes! It was like this bald boy. So there have been a sh in the past. So I'll tell you for context. Kieran texts me an hour ago saying, are we still doing this tonight? And I was like, oh, yes, we are. My blood is pumped. I'm ready to go. They talk about my boy CM Punk. <gasps> but then in the past 60 minutes, shit has gone down. Breaking news. Breaking news. So Kieran, I'm going to follow your eardrums of stuff you probably haven't even heard of. So <laughs> there has been several new IP announcements. Call of Duty Vanguard yes. is happening this Christmas. World War Two. Why should you care? I'll tell you why you should care. Because Call of Duty last year was shit. Absolutely <laughs> shit. And it was in development hell for a long, 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 long time. And it reverted back to the old engine. So for context, the Call of Duty before that was called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And it used their new next-gen engine. Ooh. And it was fucking fantastic. Anyone who played it, it was used for Warzone. There, it was Fan fucking fantastic. However, because the next game, then Black Ops Cold War, was stuck in development hell, they re reverted back to the old engine, and it just felt like an old game. It didn't fit neat and didn't feel fresh. So it was universally hated by anyone. And in fact, if you go on Amazon now or your Googles, you could probably find it 
cost less than Modern Warfare. People still play Modern Warfare over this one, so mm-hmm. it didn't. It, it probably the lowest performing Call of Duty in quite some time. The new Call of Duty Vanguard is based off the new engine, and uh, gameplay has been shown at Gamescom today. It looks very very good, and it also comes with an install size of two hundred and seventy gigabytes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. next. Next, we have a new IP from Marvel, believe it or not, um, being developed by 2K Games, Marvel Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns? Yes, launching in March. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, It is launching in March of next year. Uh, I have a brief synopsis of it. So Marvel Midnight Suns, when hell awakens, only they can stop it, rise up and join a darker order of heroes to defeat Lilith before the dark hold is complete. I don't know who Lilith is, but Wolverine's on it. I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> <laughs> so since Row is getting a reboot on February 2022, uh, on February, sorry, February 25th, 2022. So that's something to be looked forward. Gameplay has been shown. I haven't watched it yet, but I am mm-hmm. literally keeping an eye on Twitter here, folks, whilst, and I'm typing and shouting. So as Kieran goes off on a tangent later on down the line, I might shout out them fucking something else. So just as a, you know. <laughs> this is literal sh- breaking news. This is breaking news. Fresh. News will be sitting here on Friday going, this is old news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Turtles Shredder's Revenge still hasn't begun. I released it. <sighs> That's the one I was There's waiting on. There's teasing me. There's teasing me. They have the now. They just announced that April O'Neil is a playable character. Ooh. So, Turtle Shadows Revenge is the same developers who made Streets of Rage 4. I don't know if you played it. It is fucking amazing. I haven't finished it, but I have played it. Great so, game. so good. So good. Halo Infinite mm-hmm. has been given a release date. Finally? The, the 8th of December this year, frankly. Have to get it <laughs> out before Friday. Christmas have to get it out before christmas they have announced a 20th anniversary edition console that is absolutely stunning looking i'll have images for kieran so if you're watching this on the youtubes your eyes will feast that candy now right now mm. and they've also announced a halo elite controller which is probably one of the most beautiful controllers i've ever seen ever fan fucking fantastic they don't have uh, an elite controller for the new they, so this is the this is the first because that's what i was waiting on i was like i want to get an elite controller but i want to future proof myself what why why should you do that and while i'm rambling google that right now so you can feast your eyes on that candy it is absolutely gorgeous and while you're doing that i'll follow dead air and we'll discuss the fact that halo confirmed the last week that uh the game will launch with no co-op mode or forge Oh, Forge, I don't really mind, but co-op? Mm, very, that... very, very controversial. Yes, yes. I mean, I've always... That controller is stunning looking, by the way. That Master Chief armor oh, type of controller oh, with a wee so gold it's... D-pad, man. Oh, it's beautiful. It That's is absolutely nice. beautiful. But again, we'll have an image for you guys there just to have a, yep. a look see yourself. But and absolutely the, beautiful. At the same time, though, what good? what good is it if we can't play together? Exactly. We need to play what's together. The point of me, what's the point of me and you going to get those controllers, man? They go, all oh, right, I'll chat to you next week. I know it's like, oh, oh, Xbox, play, play. I don't even know if this is their slogan. Play anywhere, except we're friends. I think, I don't think I played any Halo game non-co-op. I think I've completed them all in co-op first, then went back myself and kind of, I've I've, I've beat them all, like, on the easiest difficulty by myself, just to kind of run around and, like, enjoy the game. 
But yeah. then I've always played it. Anytime I've ever played it on like a harder difficulty, I've always done it yeah. co-op. And now yeah. that it used to be in the same room. Like I used to sit down like split screen and do it. And then after a yeah. while, then I would do it like online. But it was always yeah. like that's such a big part of the game. I'm I'm actually kind of sad they're not putting yeah. that on right away. But then that's that to me screams we have to get this out by Christmas. So just cut anything that's not core they, gameplay. They were, they were very transparent about. Um why it was delayed uh they put up a developer's blog um i will try and find it very quickly but in a nutshell because the game is in an open world state Mm. uh they said they were having trouble with the spawning so if you're playing four player co-op and you die and your mitts are halfway across the map they they couldn't figure out the spawn and they're going to have certain spawn points but then they didn't want you running to the character because you'd be like running for like 10 minutes to yeah, catch up the game. but then you don't want it yeah. to be a fast travel either where people are just yeah. purposely killing themselves to skip yeah. parts of the game exactly and yeah. then they, they tried dabbling with like um you know like the spartan that's still alive will run over and revive you but for some reason that dropped the frame rate um i asked the question to a few people i know saying is this because the game is being held back on xbox one you know like two generations yeah. ago uh people reckon it's just the engine it's nothing to do with ram allocation or anything like that but you might know more than that about me you've developed things before would that be the case or i mean yeah or... there's all i mean there's always going to be instances like look at cyberpunk there's always going to be instances where mm-hmm. the new hardware runs great and the old hardware is just can't keep yeah. up sure it was even the same with like within the same console generation, there were some games that would run great on like newer Xbox Series X or Xbox One X hardware, but then yeah. the base VCR Xbox One like couldn't mm-hmm. run it and it was terrible. So, and then some games don't even install on older hardware because the install size is too big. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah, I think I could see that being a problem. I mean, it, it's um, one of those things they've kind of made their bed by saying, like, we're going to release on all of our systems, including Xbox One. And you're like, well, that means uh, that you have to kind of take the lowest common denominator then. Do you know what it's, I mean? Um, it's, it's just, it's very disappointing. Um, mm. I have a theory as well. Um, there's no secret that this game has been a massive, massive budget. And I think I said it last week's show, it took some serious balls to delay that game. But also, you know, you just know to fix the issues that were shown, it costs money, time, yeah. and a lot, a lot of money. So I think, even though the game is being advertised heavily as free-to-play multiplayer, so you don't even have to have Game Pass, you can just play this yourself, mm. online, PC, or Xbox, I think is that they're trying to recruit development costs. And well, they're yeah, because they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're making no money by delaying it. Yeah. And which, yeah. yes, it's great in a perfect world. You could just delay it until it's finished. But, you know, yeah. pe- people have bills they pay. People have tables on which they need to put food for their family. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to get some money in. Now, th- now the, the fact that it's got a free-to-play multiplayer mode for me is going to... That screams, you know, let's get the microtransactions yeah. going. But I think we all yeah. kind of no, knew they, that was there anyway. They, they confirmed that they're going to do uh, a la la Fortnite model of yeah. a battle pass. Um, okay. so it's $9.99 or $8.99 and that will get you free months and you have challenges, skins and you know what, people will actually probably invest in it because it's a Halo game for a start but secondly, it's going to be on Game Pass nobody's going to drop a penny on it unless you buy an Elite Controller in the 20th anniversary console Yeah. so people, the likes of me and the likes of you will get the Halo buzz and you know what, You know, if we're online playing 
we're like, ah, we just get the battle pass. We don't pay, you know. It's that, or you know, you know, if one person has it, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a wee bit of fear of missing out almost. But at the same time, because yeah. you didn't spend any money, whenever yeah. you are. See, this is the way I think it should be though. Like, if we don't spend anything and we download it, I'm more than I'm more <coughs> likely to be like, yeah, I'll buy the pass if the game is fun and like yeah. I'll I'll put some money in it to get some extra features because you know I didn't have to pay seventy quid up front. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas if I pay seventy quid up front, I'm like, man, I, I paid for a fucking game. I want the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's so I think I think I think they're doing it right. Like I would I would consider buying the battle pass if the game's good fun then. Do you know what I mean? Well, I actually we probably won't. The, I think the Fortnite model of the Battle Pass is actually quite genius because I'll tell you why. They, their seasons last three months and Halo's doing the exact same thing. So they're all copying one another. But um, it's it's like for Fortnite, it's eight quid. And if you do certain challenges, they, they call them V-Bucks. If you do certain challenges, you get 100 V-Bucks. So if mm. you play, if you do a certain challenge once a week, you get 100 V-Bucks. Mm. Uh, and it's not it's nothing strenuous or difficult it's kind of like eliminate five people yeah it's basically like just like a check-on thing where you like but, show up and like basically just play the game yeah so to buy the next season so once that season's over you can you, you have to buy the next season however mm. if you have 1200 v bucks uh you can just buy the season with the 1200 v bucks so yeah. in in nine months i've brought one season pass and every single time I'm like, right, I'm out now. I'm out now. But then they drop people like fucking Superman and Ghostbusters. And I'm like, they fucking know. They got me. They knew. They, they knew. They know just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. They're going to so, put, put CM Punk on next. Oh, we'll get this. Don't <laughs> we'll you get worry. The, we'll I know, get the CM I know, Punk. Don't you worry. I know you're dying to get to our boy. But don't you worry. I've got more breaking news. <gasps> breaking news. Um, more Morgana <laughs> from Persona 5 is a playable character in Super Monkey Ball that yes! is coming out this Christmas. Yes! So, I know certain people are going to pop. <laughs> so Joker Joker got the Smash Brothers treatment and Morgana got the Monkey Ball you, treatment? I don't see a problem with that at all. That's fine. <laughs> Morgana fits, fits. Lego Star Wars was originally meant to be launched on uh, spring 2020. Was then delayed to spring 2021 and has now been confirmed for a release date of spring 2022 jesus christ so <laughs> uh, i i wouldn't hold picture pre-order on you just yet they saw that the they game. saw the hype around halo delay in their game and they were like well fucking hold hold my hold my beer <laughs> I, I i actually uh without naming names but uh it's very um i know people who work in that kind of you know part of the gaming and uh that game's done that game's been done for quite some time it's mm-hmm. a legal it's a legal and licensing mess so this is the reason why it has been delayed so many times oh, i'd imagine so, so disney yeah disney like, uh lego lego I've heard that, clashing, I've heard some has yeah mm. so i can't go on there too much but i wouldn't hold my breath for <laughs> spring 2022 no. it will it will come eventually but you have lucas arts on there as well he obviously has a stake in the pie because we, we we all know the story about george lucas keeping the merchandising rights to star wars even though he sold the ip yeah genius move by the way yeah. so he's he's a stake in the pie he's as well. laughing all the way so, to the bank speaking of laughing all the way to the bank you know who aren't laughing all the way to the bank this who's, christmas who's not 
Sony, breaking news, have confirmed oh, breaking that the, news. Mu- <laughs> the much-anticipated Horizon Forbidden West oh, has been delayed. No. This is literally fresh. This is fresh as your fresh. baker's oven. Uh, it has been delayed till the 18th of February of next year. So that's a disappointment for me because that, that was my big Christmas game. So but it just gives me more time to play Halo. So I know, it's okay. You'll be playing Halo at Christmas and then you can get it. So, you can ask, ask for it for a wee Valentine's Day present. This, this is probably a good thing. And it's a Valentine's Day present, as you are correct. The question <laughs> is, last time Horizon came out, have you ever played Horizon? I've played a wee bit of it. I haven't finished it. Um, it came, it launched the same day as Zelda Breath of the Wild. So the question is, is Horizon and Zelda going to go one-on-one? Again? again? Oh, again? my goodness. That is the question, because... Don't tempt me. Thankfully, these studios are starting to clock, or the publishers, sorry, at um, you can release games on a January and February. Do you remember, up until about five years ago, you, you got games at Christmas from October onwards, and you didn't get anything? The whole year was kind of a drought. Um, yeah. So... Thankfully, games the, are now becoming more spaced out now. Which in is saying that, though, Nintendo have always had a we- they've always had a weird fetish for March. Yeah, they always, they always had a they weird thing. We're releasing things in March. They do enjoy the March, and then more breaking news: <gasps> Horizon Zero Dawn on your PS4 can now be played via your PS5 with a 60 FPS, 60 FPS patch. Oh my goodness! About ten months ago. Get on your Espas. And that's all the breaking news I have from Gamescom that you probably would have read already. But uh, that just got my pump, my heart pumping. Games, man. I love games. Fuck Sad. me. I love games. But you know who else I love, Kieran? <laughs> oh, you know who that's. Uh, you know who's that's. How much? That's all I heard. Uh, that's all I heard before the uh, screaming started and I just blacked out. Right, let me tell you a story. I, I haven't talked to you about this at all. No, I've, so, I've been... Tra- you probably have noticed through our text conversation, me and Daniel text back mm-hmm. and forward about stuff all the time, but I've been mm-hmm. purposefully keeping my, t- my conversation on this with you really light because yeah, I was like, I want, I want to talk in person about this. This isn't a text thing. It's too yeah. big. So, What's going on? I'll tell you a story. Can I tell you a story? Can I... So, uh, CM Punk, uh, for those who are listening and have no idea who CM Punk is, um, CM Punk is the is a small guy. He's not really a big guy like Brock Lesnar or anything, but he is. Uh, he, I think it's safe to say he's the reason why probably ninety five percent of elapsed wrestling fans from the Attitude area uh, stop watching wrestling. Uh, he is the guy who revitalized probably. I know mine, and I know yours, Karen, as well. And mm. trust on, you know, wrestling again. I think it was a day when we were both from work, and we can't mention them. Fuck them. Maplin. We That's that. Well, they're dead now, so we're fine. They're dead now, yeah. So Maplin Electronics, there was a guy, like, I think it was many, many moons ago, as all this guy, we need to check this guy out. If you are vaguely interested in who this guy is, I actually implore you to pause the podcast right now. YouTube CM Punk Pipe Bomb. Watch the Pipe Bomb promo, and that is basically where he exploded into the ether. He became a massive overnight sensation, and then the dude can fucking wrestle as well, and he was so, so good. He is the only champion 
to hold the title still to this day for 435 days. And he was defending that twice a week, which is insane because back in the day, mm. it was a Hogan. He was only defending the belt. Yeah, know, once every couple of year, months. Uh... SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, you know. And mm. like this guy was every, every night leading the show, cutting promos. The guy was fucking fantastic. And then there was a, an unfortunate... Well, not going there too long, but basically he left. He left. Yeah, and, there was uh, an altercation, was, or yes. a long series of events yes. that led up Any, to... We'll, yeah. not, we'll not bore you too much of the details because we'll be here for 20 minutes talking hmm. about that. But um, everybody who loved CM Punk felt his absence. Uh, you could see it in arenas. They were constantly, constantly chanting his name. There was years, uh, even, even, the, even year, up to... Years, like, man. Uh, the years of people so, chanting his name and I was he so, didn't just he didn't just say that's me gone he yeah, literally he, just, uh, he, he was there on Sunday and just didn't yep. show up on Monday and he was so, booked he was on yep. the on, on the on the card at the start of the yep. show and yep. just didn't show up and then it was so, like, where, uh, where does he go the uh, my, myself my brother for my stag dude booked Wrestlemania 30 to see CM Punk in New Orleans and mm. uh, we're watching the Royal Rumble with major, major investment, hoping that he would have won the Royal Rumble, hoping he would be in the main event at WrestleMania, the WrestleMania that we would be attending. And the next day, he didn't show up for work. And here we are seven years later. Hmm. So the story that I have to say now is last week at the end of the podcast, when we went off the air, Kieran mentioned casually to me, oh, are you watching AEW on Friday? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, I'll just, you know, but he's like, I can see him, Punk's coming back. And I heard the mumblings and, you know, all, you know, like the viral marketing that AEW were doing. So what AEW were doing was very clever. They were like wearing like a CM t-shirt, like a chick magnet yeah, t-shirt. Cookie, cookie monster, monster t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, things like that. But I, see, truth be told, I've been hearing this for so long that... You know, CM Punk's coming back. Uh, I've been hearing it for fucking years. Mm. And it came to a point, like, during the time he's been gone, I've had two children, and I've got married, and I've got a mortgage. <laughs> you know, life <laughs> went on without CM Punk. And, you know, we used to always do the throwback. I think I used to send you the odd links, and I always remember this match, and do you remember yeah. this? And I just kind of accepted it. He start, He went to the UFC and things like that. Um but until you actually said it, because it was the first time you ever said it, I started to believe. I've always been a kind of a, a until it happens, I'm not going to yeah, get but, my hopes up. Because like you, you've been burned in the past yeah, with people yeah, trolling yeah, or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But this was one um, where I was yeah. like, there's two, the yeah. egg would be on too many faces now if it didn't happen. Yeah. And that was where I so, went, right, I'm going to allow myself to believe just, just this once. So I actually got scared because, as you say, I have been burnt before. Mm. Raw, famously in Chicago, CM Punk's hometown. Do you remember that night mm. where they opened the show, played his music? I jumped off my chair and he didn't come out. Just to we, troll us. We both were watching that and his music mm. hit. And because Chicago are the Chicago fans are fiercely loyal. Literally, yeah. the signs are CM Punk or We Riot. And yeah. they are like, they are, let's say they're rabid for their guy. And so whenever WWE were trying to keep it, qu- like trying to play it down, trying to summer it down, and you go to Chicago, you know the only way of dealing with that is head on. 
And so they played his music at the start of the night. We shot out of our chairs. And then you sat down and you went, he's not there. And I yeah. still believed the wee bit. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, if, if I was making a comeback, I would let the music play a wee bit longer. And you know what I mean? And then you were like, no, he's not there. And then the yeah. next thing is his old manager, a guy called Paul Heyman, his old manager, walked out. And then I just sat back down and I was so deflated. He could have told me the one in lottery numbers and I'd still be poor. Because yeah. I I just I didn't listen to the words coming out of his mouth because I was like it's not it's not my guy like yeah. do you know what I mean it's not my boy but this time so, I allowed myself to believe again but sorry go on but it's the first time you've ever said to me in the seven years that he's been gone mm. it's the first time you said to me and at that moment then I began to believe and uh, I I said I said I think that night <laughs> my bed to my wife I was all I think CM Punk's coming back this week. And she, mm. I don't think she even acknowledged it. Now, she loves CM Punk mm. in a different way than I do. She calls him CM Fuck. <laughs> she wants to do things to him. So she probably listened on this now, cackling. So, uh, but um, it's, man, I love him so much. I'm such a fanboy for CM Punk. Mm. And again, I got scared. I got scared again. I thought, I don't want to believe it because it's not going to happen. I'm going to be disappointed. And, um, but, uh, then the night before, the night before he was due to be there, it was at like 3 a.m. for us. I was working the next day at 9 a.m. Um, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, put a tweet out saying, tonight we change the landscape of wrestling. Laps fans are going to return once again. And I read the tweet out to my wife, and she's all, Daniel, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. Ah, uh, You're letting yourself, you're, you're yeah, building up here. So... I had a really bad toothache that day, all day, and it was in the, it was in my head all day about CM Punk. It sounds fucking psychotic, but man, I love this dude. Mm. Uh, and uh, I went to bed that night, took a painkiller, couldn't sleep, and I don't know if it was the toothache or the potential excitement of CM Punk. <laughs> Something kept you going. <laughs> so my original plan was, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone in the house. I'm going to have a complete blackout and mm. I'm not going to go on the internet. I'm not. If this does happen, I want to see the pop. I want to hear the pop. I want to experience it as if I was watching it live. And yeah. then I say to myself, some bastard is going to ruin it for me. I, Somebody right, is going just to pause you there. I don't know yeah. how this happens to you. I was actually talking to, to Tash about this. You are like a magnet for spoilers. Oh, it's so shocking. if I don't want like right, I I do the same thing as you do. Whenever you like something, you block it everywhere yeah. on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah. Like I've AEW blocked yeah. everywhere because mm-hmm. I know I used whenever AEW first started. Let's say there was you no know, a match between guy A and guy B for the title. And I'd wake up in the morning and I'd go on YouTube and I'd open it up and there'd be a thumbnail being all, watch Guy B celebrate as he wins new time. And I'm like, right, AEW, <laughs> fuck off. Like, so I just block everything. But I'm yeah. fine because then I just sit and I go, right, media blackout. I'm going to sit. I'll do my work today. And then the night I'll sit down and watch it. But you were watching AEW. Now, I've been doing this for two years. No yeah. problem. And I, I think I've had one thing spoiled for me because someone sent me a message saying, did you yeah. watch this last night? And they, di- they didn't know that like I was like as big a wrestling fan as I am, so they just kind of sent me an offhand message about something that they saw, and I was like, damn yeah. it, like, okay. But you were watching it four days. <laughs> yeah. Four days. Four and you days. were like, man, I got something spoiled. I'm like, how How does man. this happen to you? Like, I don't know. Like, did you even tell anyone you were watching it? So for, for context, 
last week, the main event, spoilers for anybody who wants to watch AEW for last week, can skip forward about 30 seconds, but uh, Christian Cage was fighting Kenny Omega for the TNA title. Like, and uh, I, again, blocked everything. Uh, minding my own business and work, knowing I'm going to watch this match that night. It should be a good match. should be a good match. The guy in front of me is on his lunch, and I'm out putting the delivery away. He's scrolling through TikTok. He doesn't even watch wrestling. Uh, he scrolls up, and TikTok plays a 30-second video, and it's like, Christian Cage is the new, the new team. And I'm like, are you fucking for real? Got you. Fucking, like, hi. So, anyways, to go back, so... I just say to myself, right, I'm going to have an internet blackout. I'm leaving my phone, but then I was like, no, some fucker's going to ruin it for me. <laughs> so I decided to get up at 7 a.m., download the show, and watch it wearing my headphones while the whole house sleeps. <laughs> oh, no. And oh, no. So I put it on, and they played the music, the, the intro, and... Uh, before, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Prior to that, the night before, I listened to a podcast from What Culture. They're a wrestling YouTube mm-hmm. channel. They're brilliant. You should listen to them. And they were talking about, you know, what they could potentially do. They set up the pop. And, uh, you know, I like they set a thing like, where, you know, there's guys in the ring getting battered and they play his music and they get the big pop. What they did, and I'll get to it in a second. Now, I've been a wrestling fan, a laps wrestling fan. I think I've seen the glory days. Um, I think that is potentially, no, it's not potentially, it is the greatest fucking thing I've seen in a wrestling. And I've been to WrestleMania for their life. I've I I seen the streak end. You saw the streak uh, end? You saw Daniel I Bryan saw, beat the system? And that was, that surpassed it. Mm. Uh, once the, the introductions and the card was shown, and it uh, fell silent and the crowd is deafening. I've watched this an unhealthy amount of times, by the way. Um, and the crowd right. start chanting CM Punk. I got those nerves again, man. It was too the, loud. This is the yeah, thing. It was, it was too loud. Too, it was that. It was that Chicago heat where you're like, right, they're gonna have yeah. to deal with us. Yeah, and I was just, I was scared again, and it went on. I know, and you, if you watch it on YouTube now, folks, you'll see it for about fifteen seconds. Uh, but I was scared. Uh, I I have the PC in our bedroom. My wife was sleeping, and I was sitting across the room with headphones on, watching this shitting myself at 7am with like an hour of sleep and a sore tooth and uh, the music hit and I still don't believe it I know I was the same I still don't believe it and uh, so, they come and I, I, I oh, go ahead sorry sorry I was about to say just for context just before you you, te- you talk about the big crescendo for context he, this is such a black swan event like such a, a, a yeah. confluence of of perfect storms because yeah. he's one of the few people who owns the rights to his name. Yeah. So he could, he was still called CM Punk, even though he in the no WWE was CM Punk. He didn't have to change his name. And the music that was licensed for his theme music is a, a song by about it's living color cult of personality. And so because it's a licensed song, then AEW could license the same song so it was the same name, the same entrance, like the same logo, the same. Ever- it was like exactly the way that you envision it happening in your head. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be different uh, if it was, like, a different theme song or if, like, an interviewer came out and he's like, I'm standing here with CM Punk. You know what I mean? Or if it was a different name, CB yeah. Punk or something. Yeah. It would feel weird, but the fact that it yeah. was that his career worked out in such a way that he still has all the rights to his like image and name and music and all that stuff, like that so, that's a perfect storm that no one else can recreate. And it was oh, so the music had the crowd went insane. I sat in silence. I don't. I didn't believe. I I didn't believe, believe it. Didn't believe it. And then it came out, and I still sat in silence. And I I gasped and I was all there he is. There he is. There's he's, my boy he's, after he's seven on a, years. On a wrestling show. And I just sat and stared at the screen, not reacting, with the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> it was like my it's like my wife told me I was pretty. And <laughs> uh man, I got a lump in my throat straight away. And I, I never expected this. So we've talked about CM Punk's return for years and years, and I never thought emotion uh, like uh, you know, a well up emotion would yeah. happen. And then see when I seen him welling up because the crowd was going crazy, I started welling up even more. He walked down the ramp and uh, he hugged a fan. And then I was just like, oh, this is actually a lot more emotional. I didn't I didn't expect this to be so emotional than what it was. I was expecting a big pop and he'd come out and kick somebody's ass. But see when he turned around and he, you could see him going to the crowd, I'm going to jump. And see when he jumped under the crowd, Yeah, I, I lost it. I cried my eyes out. I cried my eyes out. Was that I moment, sitting, hey? I was like that guy in the crowd. I cried my eyes out and nobody seen me. I sat in a dark room watching my all-time favorite wrestler return, jumping on there, a bunch of strangers. And that, it was the happiest, like the, the happiest wrestling moment ever I have ever seen. And I was just, I sat crying, just sat, for, tears running down my for face. For me, the bit, so, that, the bit that broke me was during his, his promo whenever he said, you know, I know it's been a long, I'm paraphrasing heavily, but he was like, I know, yeah. I know it's been a long time. And you've been you've been chanting, you've been you've been shouting my name, you've been talking about me, and and I hear you, I heard you, yeah. and but you gotta and it, and he was surprisingly candid. He was like, but you gotta understand, I couldn't get better, like physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. I couldn't get better staying in the place that made me sick in the first place. Yeah, and that was about that got me because it, it was such a uh, it was he apologized but he didn't he was like I'm sorry yeah. that yeah. it took so long but I'm not because I had to do it and yeah. I was like do you know what that guy has been writing his own promos for years but that was yeah. the one time that I was like yeah this guy knows how to talk in front of people he just that it's the it's the perfect company for him because yeah. he can come in and he, he can have that creative freedom now but Man, I, I stayed up and watched it live. I couldn't go to bed. Oh, really? I, it, no, uh, for anybody listening, it, it was on a show called Rampage, which is on on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is three in the morning here. Now, uh, me and Tash, we both run our own business. Puka Puka Gamestock, UK. Plug, plug. And, plug, plug, plug. And so uh, we, uh, we would regularly be staying up late. To, you know, doing shop things or whatever because we oh, were I was t- glad you said shop things I thought we're going to get a bit blue here <laughs> no, words, <laughs> shit, don't you worry it's all business <laughs> but uh, we <laughs> we were sitting doing uh, doing, bus- doing business making deals hot deals so we were doing that and it it, it got I think that it got to about half one and I was sitting and I was like do you know what I'm going to just I'm going to stay up I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything I'm just going to stay up and, it's re- and I'll find, I'll 
I'll I'll do some dodgy style. Connect my VPN, you know. I'll put on my wee mask, you know, and my wee fake mustache mm. and glasses and all, mm. and I'll put on yeah. my VPN and go incognito mode and all. And I'll yeah. I, I loaded it up and I thought I'll watch it live. And I sat and I watched it live. And do you see? And I was sitting watching. And, I, and I, at one stage, I was like, "What am I doing?" You know, whenever, no one ever you believe something for so long, and then whenever yeah. you're faced, then whenever you're faced with it, your resolve sometimes just completely breaks. And I was sitting, and I'm like, I, "What am I doing? Why?" why? But I like, think, I, again, I was I like, "Of course, it's scared. a troll." I think that's what scared me because you were just so sure about it, and I like I never heard you like that yeah. before, and and then and I think that's what planted the seed in my head, and that got me scared because you had never been that so sure. sure about anything. Yeah. And I started questioning myself, and as soon as as soon as that music hit, I just, oh, I, I as I say, I made the like I heard the noise that it is is music starts with like two bits of like TV static, so it's like, yeah. shh, shh, and then his music kicks in. As soon as yeah. that static was over, I I couldn't tell you what his what if his music was the same or not. Yeah. I just shot out of my chair. I was screaming my head off. I was now Tash has been listening to me talk about CM Punk and AEW for about two years. And CM yeah. Punk, since we started going out, and we've been chatting about it constantly. I've been talking to her. I've had her head done on about it. And I was like, yeah, this is, like, uh, this is the best moment ever. This is so good. And then I started really, like, introspecting. Because I was like, Tash, Tash, this is a golden age. This is a golden age for me. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I've started doing the podcast again with Daniel. My favorite game developers, like the people who made Left 4 Dead, are bringing out a new game this year. I'm watching wrestling and I'm really enjoying it again, which I haven't done in years. Same, I've started same. I've started playing like a brand new trading card game, which I used to love trading card games, and now I'm back on the new one and I'm loving it. It like consumes me every waking thought. And then CM Punk comes back. I was like, this is literally a golden age for me. Where and running a running a business, working for myself, something I always wanted to do. I was like, this uh, like uh, this is just everything is just the like perfect in yeah. this moment everything is perfect and i and i just uh, that's uh, that kind of overwhelmed me a wee bit i was like that's just like the cherry on the icing on the cake for me it was so good um it also made me realize uh i know we were talking about it as well you're you're coming to watch to watch aw all out live I'm out though. It's it's pending. You have to get a bed. <laughs> pending. I have to. I'm building a spare room just so you can come and watch wrestling. But <laughs> I was saying to Tash, just whenever I summered down, screaming about this new golden era, I was like, my goodness, we'd love in a semi-detached house. That's going to be really handy for whenever CM Punk comes out <laughs> and like because we can make as much noise as we want. Oh, uh, like I, I really hope I can come down, but. Uh, you have to warn your partner that, man, we're seven and a half years, we're going to get the same wrestle again. I know. I can't wait. I'm actually, I actually can't wait. We oh, could, I'm so We could, so we excited. could get it. We, we, we probably will talk about it more in the weeks coming up there, but yeah, my goodness, it's, it's magical. It, it is, it is magical. But our boy is home. It is. Our boy is back home and we're in a, we're in a golden age, my friend. But, so forty minutes into the show, sorry I interrupted. You go ahead. No, no the best. I was actually just about to say, but in our in our like little pre-show two-minute chat where we like start our <laughs> recording software, we turned around and went, "Hey, uh, do you want to talk about CM Punk?" And I don't know, it's not a wrestling podcast. We were like, "Yeah, I'm sure we can talk about it for like five minutes or something. It'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking half an hour. Man. <laughs> so there we go, half an hour so, about how what CM Punk means this. 
But yes, so, we uh, actually do have a gaming topic to talk about this week. We actually have something to do with games. And it's something that popped into my head this week. I was like, you know what? I must bring this up. This will be a great conversation. Uh, but we'll tell you, well, I'll stop you right there, brother. <gasps> We're not getting right onto that. Ooh. We have all our things to discuss. The people have been tweeting me. The tweeting? people have been following me. The following? people have been PNing me. They PM? want to know, Kieran. <gasps> have you played What Remains of Edith Funch? Damn it, I've played fucking 10 minutes of it and then I fell asleep yeah, right <laughs> that's probably because the night before you were up being a little hacksaw with your VPN that's what I did I, honestly that, that's what I did I was up and I, I was up there about half four and then uh, I we, I get up early on a Saturday because we um we have a guy calls to our house they like collect all our parcels they go out to all our lovely customers every single day except Sunday Sunday's my lion but on Saturday he comes early because it's a Saturday there's only one collection on a Saturday so it gets here at like midday, which means you have to get up bright and early on Saturday morning to do all of your packing and stuff, you know, to get all your parcels ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it meant that I was up watching Rampage and then got like a quick nap and then up and then did all the parcels and stuff to get them sent out. So I was wrecked all weekend and then it got to Sunday and I was sitting on Sunday night. I was like, I'm too tired to work. I'll put on Edith Finch. And then I got about, actually it's a bit longer than that. It's probably about half an hour in. And then I was like, I'm really enjoying this, but I'm enjoying it so much that I'm going to stop. And so I can like you know come yeah. back and like really Give get on it so it deserves yeah all right so we're gonna we'll put that on ice we'll put that on ice so we'll, what have you been playing have you been playing anything half an hour of what remains of feet of oh brilliant well <laughs> i have so I was, about, I was about to say i've just been playing pokemon then and then oh. uh flesh and blood the card game that's about it oh very good very good i be, i finished gears of war four okay uh, there at the weekend, or sorry, I'm a liar. Last night wasn't it the weekend. Uh, I was, yeah, I was okay. I didn't, I, w- I wouldn't play it again. Put it that mm-hmm. way. It was just very generic. Sh- sh- mm-hmm. Shitty, shitty, man, man. However, mm-hmm. I am playing a little indie game that is on Game Pass yes. called Twelve Minutes. Ah, uh, I I saw that on the da- on the dashboard, and it kind of caught me. I what's what's up with it? Is so, that really good? I, I don't want to go into too spoiler territory because I'm still playing it, and again, it's a fresh release, so I'm not going to. I do you go too, talk about, too, too much. Willem the foe, or is it William? Is it William or Willem? I say Willem only because it's more fun to say. Is it Willem? William? Well, well uh, Green Lantern Willy, from Willy Spider-Man's Defoe. Willie Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Green Lantern from Spider-Man's on it. The voice actor, not the actual Green Lantern. Not the actual Green Lantern. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> Give me a picture. Not um, fucking changing with Jameson. Why am I saying that in the Green Lantern's voice? So uh, he's in it, and basically the premise of it is you're in one room from a top-down perspective. Uh, perspective. It's a point-and-click, and, click, and uh, something happens in twelve minutes, and you have to figure out the answer to this riddle effectively in 12 minutes if you don't it's like a groundhog day it restarts again oh um, man you would eat it up you would oh eat it up. that's uh, you know that's the type of artsy stuff that i just drew so over it's uh it's uh it's a great little indie game it's, it's really it's something check it it's free on game pass if you're listening and you have any inkling yes the voice acting is excellent on it and for in the game it's something special speaking of indie games segue kieran mm. uh Eamon McCauley writes onto us, okay, <gasps> just like everyone else listening today can by dropping us a message on a voice message on Anchor. Yes. Or you can PM us on Twitter 
Uh, I'm at Ferryman5000 and Kieran is at Harry Atomic YT. Yeah. Harry Atomic is his alias name, by the way, from Monday That's to Friday. And, and all these Harry. links will be in the in the show notes or the description as well, depending on where you're watching or listening to this podcast. But anyways, so, this is a question, Kieran, from Eamon. <gasps> Eamon writes on saying, it's great to hear you guys back at it again. Yes. And with a cheeky shadow drop too, like a top tier direct. And sneak, speaking of directs, it seems like we're in the golden age of indie games. Do you think we're now at a stage where indie titles are highly anticipated as those big AAA releases? Hmm. You see... I, I had the same answer. Hmm. I had, hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can think of times whenever it would be, and I can think of times when it isn't. Now, the, the, the big thing that's always going to get you... The big thing that's always going to put you in front of the most people is marketing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you put half a billion dollars behind your game like GTA Five, do more people are going to know about it than, you know, 12 minutes with Willie Dafoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's two things I think that sort of help out. Or if, well, actually, there's, there's many things now that I think about it that help out. I think now, I think it's not that indie games are that it's like a definite like binary answer like yes or no i think it's that indie games have a better chance these days of being like higher or having better exposure do you know what i mean because now the tools they make games are more widely available and easier to learn than ever you know like i i have people on my twitter that are like yeah i'm gonna like learn how to make games and they get on and they produce like fantastic results in a really short space of time but, like, I went and did, like, a degree on it. Do you know what I mean? And when I did a degree on it, it was like, yeah, like, this software is, like, a quarter of a million dollars. And, like, there's no other software. And then there's software now you can download for free that's literally industry standard. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And then if you make a company, then you pay based on the size of your company or how many sales you do. Like, like the, the business has changed. And yeah. so because of that, it means that you can make games that are more polished and are on a, a better... Uh, they're, they they look better, they feel better, they play better because they're made using the same tools. Then you also have the prevalence of viral social media. So like, you know, like, uh, right, let me step outside games for a second to mention. There's, I remember Tash, Tash watches TikTok and all, you know, stuff like that. Tash is really into TikTok. Mm-hmm. And there's a band, just a local band that did a bunch of TikToks playing their songs in the background, but also like promoting their band. And yeah. for some reason, these wee videos just did really well. And they yeah. popped up on like Tasha's feed and that stuck in my head. And I was like, man, like you couldn't have got that exposure years ago. You would yeah. have had the, you know, you could go on like independent game forums and you could have like dropped in a wee message and you could have become like a wee indie darling. But there always would have been like big, you know, you still had a publisher pushing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so, like that, it meant that it meant that you you always had like big industry backing a few years ago, yeah. like say early twenty tens ish, maybe a wee bit earlier, maybe like two thousand and five to two thousand and ten, maybe even that early. But like yeah. now, you know, a bunch of Reddit posts make your own subreddit. You know, make funny. You know, or and not even funny, like interesting TikTok videos, YouTube Shorts is a thing. You know, you could keep people up to date with your game development thing. Like, there's a few game developers that post weekly, like game dev updates, vlogs on YouTube, and their game sells tens of thousands of copies on Steam on day one. And it's like, 
it's not that it's not that automatically now that you're given the same exposure and that you have yeah. the same stage. I think it's just that now the tools are there for you to like get on the same stage. Do you know what I mean? Like the opportunity is better now, which is great. I love to see it. I think that I think that things like that need to happen so that yeah. you have like a variance and experiences that everything isn't just, you know, treble A brand new get which they all have their place, but at the same time you need those wee new experiences, those wee like hidden gem experiences to keep you going. That's part of a hobby, you know, is finding yeah. those wee things, is getting those wee experiences that aren't like the mainstream experience. And that's what turns a hobby into a passion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like finding these things. And anyways, that's my that's my TED talk on indie games. What do you think? Well, I think we're probably... Um, Eamon there mentioned the Golden Age uh, for indie games. I think the Golden Age was... Forgive me, I can't remember how long ago it was. You know, what, Fez was a thing? Do you remember Fez? I think uh, it was like, yeah, like 2007 to 2010. Yeah, that, like, summer had, of Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. So you had Super Meat Boy, you had Fez, you had Braid, you had Binding of Isaac. Uh, that was the kind of, like, the Tried dawn of it. This, man. Is, oh. this is, and then, when, when, the P, when the PS4 launched then... Uh, they got all the indie devs and the bed with them, and they had shitloads. You had Octodad, you had uh, Dead Cells, uh, and then it got even bigger then with uh, Stardew Valley. I mean, I think everyone and their mother has played that, and rightly so. It's a fucking fantastic, what a fantastic game. game. What that a is, game. That is a treble A game now. There's oh, no, at this no, point. No, no two ways about it. That is a treble A game. Um I think it has fallen off a little bit, uh, and it probably falls back to the topic of last week's show as well, where uh, and the Vebs almost need services like Game Pass to get recognition now, uh, as you say, marketing. Um, mm. But you, like you're going to get your battlefields and you're going to get your Call of Duties and your Horizons. Uh, that that's your that's your bread. Where these little indie games are your snack bite games to kind of go, oh, have that dabble this and have that dabble that, and you will find some golden gems. Mm. Um, I might always remember stumbling across a game by Ubisoft indie dev team, like it was published by Ubisoft, but it was made by an indie dev. Uh, Child of the Light, did you ever play that? Oh, what a game! What a game! Oh, what man. a fucking game! I remember um, chatting to their, to their like that was like their lead developer on yeah. uh, on Twitter. I remember sending yeah. a message being like, hey, just played the game was fantastic blah 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 like how what was it like working with ubisoft blah blah and they, yeah. they replied they were just like yeah and started a conversation and i was like man you wouldn't get that yeah. anywhere outside of like you know the indie space you just wouldn't yeah. get it it's, it's so so good and now now you have things like humble bundle as well so mm. it, as you say marketing does play a big part of it i don't think i don't think uh people are going to get excited about you know no, people are going to be hyped today about Halo and things, but they're not going to be hyped about, you know, like a Dead Cells 2. They'll go, cool, that, lo that looks really good. Um, but, you know, if anything, I, I, think, I think almost the quality has fallen off quite a bit. And Eamon might disagree with me, and if you do disagree, Eamon, let me know by all means. But I think because there is so many indie studios now, you look at the Nintendo Switch eShop, it is watered down yeah it's, it's almost like a, stuff. Yeah. yeah it's it's almost like an ios ios or android app store it's just it's just too much on it 
And uh, I always remember the Nintendo seal of quality. That's that's gone. That's yeah, gone I know that that seal um, of quality that we used to all like yeah, that, used to all respect and that's yeah. gone now. So you, you kind of rely on the, the word of mouth now uh, to because there's so much. You, you, like and if anybody listened to this show, they're probably in their late twenties to mid thirties. I mean, their time is very limited, be it with work or kids or whatever. They're not going to want to take a chance on a random game. So they're going to rely on like a word of mouth. And this is where the marketing comes onto it. And this is where Game Pass comes onto it and other things. Um, so will we get back to the days of Fez, uh, Super Meat Boy, uh, Braid, etc.? I would love to see it. I would love to see it. But for me, um, there's actually a... I was actually watching a YouTube video today on my lunch, and I thought, I must play that because it's on Game Pass, and it's a, it is an indie game. It's a Slime Ranch or something it's called. It's on Xbox. Slime Rancher? Slime Rancher. Slime mm. Rancher. It's meant to be very Stardew Valley, but with slime. So I was like, yeah. yep, I'm, I'm sold. And again, would I put 15, 20 quid down on that? Probably not. And again, this is where Game Pass has the advantage. So... Uh, I did. I think we've fallen away from the days where, oh my God, I need to play. I mean, I think the last indie game, like I was talking to anybody, a friend of mine got a Nintendo Switch last week, and I was like, "What games do you get?" And I was like, "Get Breath of the Wild, you get Zelda, and you get Stardew Valley." Uh, like it's the fact that Stardew Valley is in that conversation. Yeah. So I hope we get there again someday. But yeah, long answer. I don't think we're there. I think it's fallen off a bit, but I would like to see it. In- increase again interesting speaking of actually i forgot there was a wee game that i was meaning to recommend that was excellent and it doesn't take that long and admittedly i did find a bit of a a bug in the game which bypassed a good chunk of it for me but it's still a great game uh have you heard of moonlighter moonlighter i have moonlighter on the nintendo switch this is the little game where you run a shop isn't it yeah i i i haven't played it yet i I got it on sale two Black Fridays pre-COVID in Argos for like yeah. ten quid. I was like, oh, "There's good. There's a Switch game for a tenner." <laughs> so I just so, it up. So I'll 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 tell you I'll tell you a quick story about about that game. So there's a game that I used to really enjoy, but you know why we always talk about how like your time gets a wee bit more scarce and therefore yeah. valuable as you kind of get a wee bit older. You haven't got eight hours a week to kind of sink into a game you maybe only have like yeah. 10 if you're lucky yeah. and so those 10 hours become really precious to you you're like yeah i gotta make sure like i wake up in the morning and like install the games i'm gonna play that night so everything's ready to go so i get those like i get those hours like i make the most of them there was yeah. a game that i really enjoyed and i always promised myself i'm gonna play it again it was a game called I, no i don't know i'm probably pronouncing this wrong it's called like reseteer an items tale or, or an okay. item shop's tale or something Okay. And it was the same idea. You go and you dungeon crawl and you collect items and then you come back and you place them in your shop and then you track the market. Like if an item's popular, you know, it'll, you can sell it for a bit more. But if it's not in demand, you drop the price. But if it's scarce, you can raise the price. You know, it's got like market stuff in the background and it's okay. this idea of finding items, blah, blah, blah. So it's exactly the same sort of premise. And but the problem is it's like a thousand hours long one of those games you know that like you have to dedicate your life to getting through and you could lose yourself playing it yeah and i was like i want to play it because it sounds unique but i haven't really got that that much time 
And I remember sitting down one night and I was all, I was like, right, I've only got like a couple hours tonight. I'll search and see what's new on Game Pass because I haven't looked for a while. And so I went on Google and I looked up like Game Pass recommendations. And it said for fans of Reseteer and Items Tale, if you're looking for like a, a bite size game that gives you the same type of experience, try Moonlighter. And I was like, sold, I'll give it a go. And went yeah. on and played it and fell in love with it straight away. It was just such a... It, it, it has Binding of Isaac vibes as well. Because the dungeons that you go on there are like randomly generated in the same way that Binding of Isaac is. So yeah. as you travel through them, you're not quite meeting the same thing twice. But also you start to recognize patterns and stuff. And there's there's maybe some wee tiny mysteries on there that kind of keep, yeah. you, keep you hooked and... But man, what a game. Anybody that is also looking for a wee, like I've got like three hours free tonight and I want to play something that I could like really break the back on in three hours and I yeah. have Game Pass, Moonlighter. Or or if you have a tenor and you want a cheap Switch game. <laughs> in Argos. In Argos, that's it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we actually have a topic. Topic of the show. We actually have a topic. We're in Ireland, we have top- a topic. So what is the topic? This is something I was thinking of this week. And I was like, you know what? I must bring that up. So we're currently in a new gen. It's next gen time where you've got Xbox Series X, X's and PlayStation 5's and Slim Digitals and all these other crazy devices, but you can't fucking find them. And I know what I mean. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard to find these consoles and it was for a long time. Like these consoles are nearly out a year. And so I thought to myself, are we actually in the next gen yet? Was there a defined moment where we were like, we're in next gen or have we just got new hardware? And I know that that sounds like the same thing, but with such a high with such a, a high focus on backwards compatibility and with a scarce availability of new hardware and the ability to play the a lot of the newer games on older hardware, do you think, do you feel like we're in a next gen or do you feel like we've just kind of got new consoles what what do you think so i was very fortunate to get my hands on the ps5 at launch i also had an xbox series x pre-ordered at launch but i gave it to, away to a friend because after the whole halo delay my friend really wanted it and you know pay it forward you know give it to mm-hmm. somebody who really wants it um PS5, I'm so pumped for, man, because anybody who knows me, I'm such a PlayStation fanboy. I bleed blue. I fucking love Sony, and I love their first party. I, I, I love it. I love it. I'm so pumped, so hyped. Uh, I got my console day one, uh, oh, and I got Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Demon's Souls, loved it, consumed it, and then four weeks later, I was like, I'll play my PS4 games on it now, I suppose. Mm. Um, I would be the biggest person to wave, wave the blue flag for Sony and after the honeymoon period was over and people were like what's the PS5 like I, I, actually, I actually said give it an all year before you get one uh, it's both are selling so well I'm going to call a spade here a spade both are selling so well because of the FOMO and the 
restricted stock. Nintendo did this for two, three years with the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, my not, jeez. And it maintained their sales figures for a long, long, long time. So both companies are on the pig's back now. Sony have sold over 10 million. I think Xbox is like 7 or 8 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still no stock in sight. They, they announced that Halo console tonight, a limited edition. That fucking Series X is limited edition. So I know. I the, it's not that, that. The whole console is limited. Um, but I, 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 I honestly think if someone asked me now today, should I buy an XS console? I would say no. I would say buy Game Pass because yeah. it's that's the only thing that makes sense because there's very little. I mean, I don't think Xbox bar Halo coming this Christmas. I don't think they have a first party exclusive, do they? I don't think no. they do. No, um, not that I can the, think of. They had that the medium, but I know that's a time exclusive and it's on PC as well. Um, but honestly, well, Halo's on PC as well, is it not? Uh, correct, you're correct. Halo One so for it, yeah. They've said that about all their games now. The only exclusive that I know that they had on the Series X was a game called Death Store, which I mentioned last week, which I completed. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't a powerhouse game. It was kind of like a cartoony graphics. It wasn't anything, you know, if. If my kid walked in the room, they wouldn't think twice, so they wouldn't go that wow. Now, in saying that, um, there is potential there. I mean, I Ratchet and Clank on the PS5 is absolutely stunning looking. Oh, it man, like a, it's like playing a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, and the loading times and everything, it looks fantastic. So, but again, to answer your question, I... The PS5, Xbox Series X generation, you could probably wait another two years. And the fact that I, I broke news at the start that Horizon, the big title, uh, has been delayed till February, but it's also coming out in PS4. Yeah. So what is there to entice Joe Bloggs, FIFA man, Call of Duty man, to buy one of these consoles? Well, And the reason why they're selling so well, honestly, I believe it's because of FOMO. Yeah. So I, I, my, my experience with the, the, the next gen, I'll call it next gen, even though it's the current gen, but the next gen, my experience with it is now, as you know, I'm a, for, for as much as you're a PlayStation guy, I'm an Xbox guy. We are, Mm -hmm. we are a true through the barricades love story. Yeah, we are. You know? And so I, I'm a massive Xbox fan. I, for how much you bleed blue, I bleed green. I absolutely love it. And I was, I ran a YouTube channel talking about xbox every week i was doing two videos sometimes three videos i was live streaming xbox games i loved it i was collecting a full xbox 360 set i was like two-thirds of the way there i just couldn't get enough and then i was like this i and i thought to myself i'm getting on at a great time because the series x is coming up and you know they they were talking about i was like i'm going to be able to run my channel i'm going to be able to Get, I'm going to be able to talk about Xbox 360 stuff and I'm also going to be able to report on like the new games coming out. I'm going to be able to do unboxings, reviews. It's going to be great. It's going to be such a a, a rich period for content. Do you know what I mean? For, for my yeah. channel. And mm-hmm. it just, it just kind of went nowhere because whenever I remember sitting and I live streamed a... Um, I was one of those guys that did like a live stream reaction to the event as it was happening live. Yeah. So all the people that followed my YouTube channel were hanging out with me on Twitch, talking about you know, and we were we were all discussing the event as it was playing, and you could just you could feel the conversation 
getting more somber as time went on because every yeah. game that they mentioned it was like yeah and it's coming out on like xbox one as well and like every one of these games is going to be on pc and i was like right so i have to drop because my plan all right was to go my plan was to go full top gear with this and like get all the extras all the bells and whistles the, the extra yeah. controllers the expansion hard drives the whole thing i think i priced it at like nearly a grand but yeah. I was like, do you know what? If it's for the channel and I'm investing in, and you know, I was making a wee bit of money out of YouTube, but nowhere near enough to cover that much. But I was like, it's an investment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I was ready to go. I was like, after this, once this, this is over, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna put my pre-orders on. Because I, I'd only ever bought one console on launch day, and it was off you. It was the Switch. <laughs> I, I've always waited, and so I was like, right, th- oh, this will be the, the next one. Like, because it takes a lot. They jump me get me in on launch day and i was like yeah. i'll go and I'll, I'll 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 pre-order it then after this and i sat and i went i can't justify that like i can't yeah. justify spending that much money whenever everything's coming out on pc as well not they mention that game pass ultimate is also for pc yeah and and i tried that xcloud streaming thing and it's it's great so again like what incentive is there for me to make a hardware upgrade and it's yeah. like all your old games play on your new console, but all your new games play on your old console. I was like, so there's no point in upgrading. So that was that. I just went, I'm going to park it until there's something, there's some kind of must have experience that yeah. I can't have. And then I'll, I'll make the leap. Because my old rule used to be when the value of the games that I want to play is more than the value of the console, then I'll yeah. buy the console. Yeah, but, an analogy. So that was the way I that was that was kind of my tipping point. I was like, right, there's like five games that I want to play, and they're fifty pound each. So that's two hundred fifty pound, and you can get the console for two four nine or something. That I'll 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 jump now, and I'll I'll yeah. do it. And that was always my kind of way. And but this time I was like, right, I don't know when that that tipping point is going to be, because yeah. the console is going to be expensive for a while yet. I know the games are more expensive, but any must-have experience like we're, we're talking about halo infinite coming out and i'm like yeah I'll, I'll like game pass download that on day one and like we're talking about back for blood and we played the entire like we played the beta about i think it was two nights straight like we played a, a solid two nights of that that beta for back for blood and yeah. i played on i played on pc the entire time yeah because i was like i don't need to fire up my console i don't i don't need yeah. to and so yeah. I have my Xbox One downstairs and I have my PlayStation 4 and I haven't missed a beat. In fact, yeah. sorry, I'm a liar because I, uh, we had a PlayStation 5 traded on. I think I actually mentioned the story again, so I'll tell it sort of quick just in case I only mentioned it to you and not on the podcast. No, but, you only told me. Oh, did I? Yeah, okay, so yeah. we, had a, we had a PlayStation 5 traded on and it was already, it was already open. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. It's already open, and we we test everything anyway. You know, same as all the other kind of retailers, we test stuff to make sure when you're buying it, it's all working. So I went on, gave it a test, was sitting there, and I was like, hmm, if I'm testing this, you know, I may as well, you know, play. I was looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake DLC. There was one thing, a character called uh, Yuffie, and I, and I looked yeah. it up, and it was only six hours long, and I was like, eh, it's like £15, but I, I am Final Fantasy VII ride or die do you know what i mean i love yeah. that game and yeah. i was like yeah mm-hmm. i'll i'll get i'm gonna get that dlc anyway it was ps5 exclusive so i downloaded the dlc on ps5 and i thought i might i might just buy this like off the yeah. company i might just buy this and because it's right here it's in my, my home i'll I, I might just transfer the money across and just keep it 
And I, pl- I played the Final Fantasy DLC, loved it, absolutely loved it, finished yeah. it, cr- credits rolled, was unbelievable. And then I went on the store and looked around and I was just like, nah, I'll just say that that's working and I'll just sell it again on the store. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so essentially me playing that DLC was me testing the console. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I have no, I have no need to keep this at all. And then I just let it go. And I haven't, and I thought to myself, I even said to Tash whenever I boxed it up and like, we have like a, a wee coffee table in the living room that has like a HDMI extension over to it with all the consoles sitting on it. So it looks all nice. And I moved all the other consoles because the PS5 is a, a beefy boy. And yeah. I sat the PS5 on it up nice and all looking all nice. And when I took it down, I put the other consoles on it. I was all Tash, it looks well weird, doesn't it? And I thought to myself, I'm going to get like a bit of, bit of seller's remorse here. And yeah. n- nope didn't bother me i was just like it's fine and i haven't looked back since i just don't feel like we're there yeah do you know the way that yeah. like whenever whenever the Wii came out it was like oh my god like Wii yeah. sports and you like waggle your hand and the wee guy on screen waggles his hand and it's crazy yeah. and then like the xbox was coming out it was like man have you played halo 3 it's so good yeah. it's like halo 2 but it looks amazing yeah and then the playstation came out and it was like man there's like Killzone and all these other games these are great yeah. you could get online for free with everybody and it's so good yeah. and it was like a selling point where whenever you bought well like i i, I remember working not to go into another story after this one but i remember working and the last job I was on, I'll not mention the name of the place, but it was an illegal number of hours in a week. <laughs> and yeah. and, they, and they really got on to me for it. They were like, you can't be doing this. Like, that's illegal. You can't be doing this. We'll pay you for it because you worked it, but no more. And I was like, okay. And so I got my pay, pay packet that week. And I was like, yes, amazing. Got me pay. Done well. Got this extra money. And I went and I bought a 40 gig fat PS3 because they were brand new. And a HDMI TV from ExtraVision because we love ExtraVision. We love ExtraVision. Did you see they're still liking tweets? Yeah, but they're they not need to follow us. Uh, they need to give us some love. Um, I, 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 I am still bitter about the interview. I think it's episode four. If he's listening, to folks, I'm, uh, <laughs> me, me, and ExtraVision ain't done. <laughs> no, they're still beef. See, if they're liking tweets, we're calling them out. Yep. But anyway, so I got me, I got me HD TV. From ExtraVision, because it was the cheapest place that had them at the time. It's like a HD Ready 720p 1080i TV. And I went home, and I plugged that HDMI cable in, and I plugged it under the PlayStation, and I I, I played, I think it was Uncharted 1, or just Uncharted then, because there was only one. And it loaded up, and I remember playing it, and I was just like, my God, like, we're we're there. Like, we're in, like, the next generation. And Mm -hmm. it just, it, it hasn't been that way since. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I haven't got that feeling again of like this is an experience I couldn't have anywhere else. Yeah. And I just don't have that now. And it's it's kind of strange. And I don't know how I don't know how that it's being perceived by other people as well, because we're kind of yeah. in our wee bubbles now. But as you say, it's I, they're still selling, but then as you say, that's FOMO too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think um when I was the manager of game, um and during the whole PS4, Xbox One, and it was almost like a turf war where nine out of ten games sold uh, in our store was an Xbox 360 game. And it was, I was the PlayStation guy. And, mm. you know, it was primarily why I got the job. Because I was a PlayStation yeah, you were a PlayStation guy. guy during the dark days. Yeah, they needed a PlayStation guy for the very niche audience. Like, believe it or not, PlayStation was actually a niche thing back in mm. the day. Uh, and I was their guy. Uh, 
So when the tide started turning and Xbox dropped the ball and Dom Matrick, my God, it was almost like, you know, it was the excitement of the new console and it was their excitement because Sony was the underdog going on to this new generation and they had the hype around them. And me as a fanboy lapped it all up as like, oh, they're turning the tide. And, you know, uh, and I, I, I love that generation. I did love it. Um, but again, it took a while to get going because there was mm-hmm. unbelievable games like Uncharted 4, Last of Us, Last of Us 2. Uh, so, so, so good. I, enjoy, I, I actually, the PS4, believe it or not, no, no, I love my PS3 more. I love my PS3 more than my PS. I love my PS3 more than my PS4, but PS4 was a very, very close second. Um, yeah, but a hundred percent, I wholeheartedly agree with this. Uh, this generation, uh, I like. I I did the whole blowout. Man, I got the console. I got the controller. I got like two headset. Games, uh, oh, I remember you had like, headset, that headset. Yeah. The whole bad like Yeah, and uh, you know. I don't have seller's remorse because I know it's going to get better. But as a PlayStation fan, boy, I haven't played my PlayStation in over a month. Mm. You know, and uh, one thing this generation has made me is uh, a frame rate frame rate snob. Uh, I find it very oh. difficult to very difficult to go back to games that run at thirty frames per second. Mm-hmm. So the Series X and the PS Five, you know like everything runs at 60 so when you do go back you're like Ugh. so i i do like the trend where they're going now where they're the, the backwards compatible games are updating those to 60 frames per second yeah so i like all, yeah i like dabbling on it so likes of horizon i would definitely get down that like download that again and have a dabble on it just to see it running a lot smoother mm. um but uh i say from the looks of the release schedules and everything uh, we are a ways away from getting that. If anything for this next generation out of it all, it is the PS5 controller. Oh, man. Uh, I, so I, I thought that the Xbox controller, like the 360, was the best thing I'd ever played. And then the Xbox One came out, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best. It's never going to get any better. And then mm-hmm. I, I kept pl- I, I kept playing like with PlayStation controllers, but I don't know. No one ever your hand kind of gets used to a certain yeah. sort of controller. Then it, you know you always see anything else as just being different, and so you can never quite allow yourself to settle in. Do you see yeah. the second I picked up a PS5 controller, the second I took that thing out of the box yeah. and like connected it on, I was just like, man, this is just this is the best thing I've ever felt. And then it had like the adaptive triggers, yeah, you know, so like good. that feedback sort of. Th- oh man, it was just. That for me was the next gen experience. You're totally yeah. right. I was just like, yes, this yeah. is an experience I can't get anywhere else. It was I, I, unbelievable. I, I think Phil Spencer even acknowledged how good their controller was, and I almost guarantee they will do adaptive feedback at some point. You know, they'll bring out a yeah. Xbox 2.0 controller. That's going to happen eventually. I mean, yeah, they put be. a tweet out about that and all as well. They yeah. were like, yeah, you can like play cloud gaming with any controller, including yeah. ones from other companies and all. And it was a person like playing like Halo uh, with like a PlayStation controller through yeah. their tablet or something. So like, yeah, they even acknowledged they were like, yeah, this controller's good. <laughs> so um, the the controller definitely excites me. But in terms of power, I know these machines are power based powerhouses especially mm-hmm. that series x and it's not to be 
I mean, the fact they have Flight Simulator running on a 400 pound console when there's some 2000 pound rigs out there that can't yeah. even run it, so it is impressive. Um, but no, we are a ways away from it. Um, it's going to be, there's going to be a game. I don't know what console is going to have it, but it's going to be, you know, this is the definitive next gen game, and this is where. You know, it will change, but the pandemic changed everything. I mean, these, it did. that's the other thing uh, too. We could go on uh, a whole rant about yeah. that as well. But you, know, um, you can't the, have the same rules during that time. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be, it would be interesting if the world was in a normal state. How would we be looking? Mm. Um, but in summary, should you buy a next gen console? No, no. You're quite more than comfortable with your Xbox One or your PS4. If anything, buy Game Pass. Game Pass, game pass get back for blood get game pass wait till october fantastic. and we'll all be playing online <laughs> so um guys that's two i think that's our show that's that's us wrapped up and that's actually i think a record time that we closed up it's not right enough it's been a long time since we've kept it below an hour and a half <laughs> but, but there we and that's with a half an hour of cm punk oh my god oh don't get me started again oh, i'm gonna go watch again. it again i'm gonna go watch it again because <laughs> i've watched it about it's it's weird i can even tell the crowd shot that's like ah oh, no <laughs> oh, oh the guy god. in the white jumper i'm just like as soon as i see him i know it's time to pop like i know it's time to go <laughs> but, but anyways yeah, if, if anyone we'll wants to send next a, week. we will see you next week if anyone wants to send us a message the the feature on the podcast as we say you can record voice messages through anchor we love uploading the anchor because it allows us to have voice messages from people that if you want to ask a question we can feature your question on the podcast and we can go ahead and answer from there or if you enjoy the more traditional route you can send us a message as Eamon did this week through either of our Twitters which again are down in the show notes that's at Ferryman5000 or at HarryAtomicYT either of us ask us a question and we'll chat about it on the podcast but anyways thanks very much for watching everyone and we will see you all next week Morgana is in Super Monkey Ball yes Bye-bye.